You're listening to the Business of Environment podcast with Mark Roman. Welcome to the Business of Environment. I am your temporary host, Steve Gordon, and uh, I'm here today actually turning the tables on uh, the podcast host and uh, environmental expert, Mark Roman. Mark, welcome. I'm excited to dive into today's topic. How are you doing? Good, Steve. How about yourself? I'm fantastic. You've kind of coined a, a term in the industry that I've always I've always enjoyed and found interesting. You've coined this term uh, environmental gorillas. And today we're going to talk a little bit about exactly what that is and how to find them um, because they are, if you're listening to this, they are on your site. We can just about guarantee it. And I want to talk a little bit also about where kind of the concept came from. So Mark, can you kind of give us the the overview? What how do you define an environmental gorilla? What what exactly does that mean? Sure. Um as we we we've discussed in previous podcasts, we visit a lot of different types of facilities, you know, from small mom pop uh facilities all the way up to major corporations with facilities, multiple facilities across the country or world. And uh we're we're usually out there to to take a look at environmental health and safety issues and try to evaluate what type of exposures and risks these facilities have and to try to implement plans and procedures to reduce those risks. And the most common issue that we see at pretty much every facility we, we, we visit is the whole subject matter of overlooking the obvious, you know, not seeing what is right in front of your eyes. And that's where this aspect of uh, the invisible environmental gorilla comes from. A few years ago, Harvard University did this really cool study. They had six people stand in a circle. Three had white shirts on, three had black shirts on. And they gave these folks uh, a couple of basketballs to toss to each other. And they filmed this. While they were filming this, a uh, guy in a gorilla suit walks on screen, thumps his chest for a few seconds and walks off screen. And while this was all going on, you know, these people were tossing the ball to each other. So Harvard took this video and brought it to a room full of people. And before they showed the video, they said to them, Hey guys, we want you to count how many times the people in the white shirt touch the ball as you watch this video. And then at the end of the, the video, we're going to ask you, you know, for that answer. So they started the video, video plays for probably not even a minute. And then sure enough, there's this guy in a gorilla suit walks across screen, dumps his chest, walks off screen. At the end of the video, the folks from Harvard asked the audience, tell us how many times the folks in the white shirt touched the ball. And, um, you know, people raised their hands. There was answers all over the place. And then the next question they asked was, how many of you saw the gorilla while you watched this video? And according to Harvard, only half, 50% of the people that watch that video ever see this gorilla. And now when you play that video back, and now your mind's looking for that gorilla, it jumps right out at you. And it's like, you know, how the heck did I miss not seeing that gorilla? So when, when we came across that study a few years ago, there was a pretty famous book, uh, the invisible gorilla that's been published by the folks from Harvard on this study. <clears throat> we said, man, that, you know, 
we can correlate that with environmental issues because that's what's happening in a lot of facilities that we we visit. And and why that occurs is that our our focus is primarily uh, on the task at hand. When when we're given a job to do or, or a specific task to do, our focus is so much on that job or that task that we, we more or less results in tunnel vision. We're so focused on that task or that job that we miss a lot of the detail around us. And this correlates rather well to familiar, familiarity blindness, where when we are in an environment that we're comfortable in, we kind of let our guard down and we're, we're not a, our, our, our level of observation is not as, as sharp as it, it's, it's in an environment that we're not familiar with. And when that occurs, we, we don't see detail either. So, so it's a combination of these focusing on tasks, tasks at hand and this familiarity blindness when we're in environments that we're comfortable in. And what are two environments that we're usually comfortable in? It's home and workplace. So we're not usually at the top of our game, if you will, in, in, in our observational skills when we're in those environments. And because of this, uh, focus on tasks at hand or, or this familiarity blindness, we can overlook what we call the invisible environmental gorillas at a, at a, at a facility. And these invisible environmental gorillas are usually the biggest contributors to exposures and liabilities. And when these gorillas are pointed out to you at your facility, very similar to watching that video the second time, once you know that the gorilla is going to appear, once they're pointed out to you, they jump out at you and it always leads to that reaction of, you know, geez, how did I miss that issue? Or how did I not see that? I walked past it each and every day and I never looked at it in that fashion. And what we've often found from our work is that by addressing these invisible gorillas, you will definitely reduce your risk of potentially significant future environmental liabilities. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's so interesting to, first of all, to watch the study and then to, to think about how people uh, go around and, and, and work on and operate on, you know, the, the types of sites that, you know, that you go and help people with. And you can completely see it. There's so much in the environment, um, in, in the built environment and, and in the natural environment on these sites that you walk past every day that's not part of you know, it just sort of becomes, you know, part of the background and, and not part of what you're dealing with at the moment. And so it's so interesting to see these things, but as you found over the years, these are often can be potentially big sources of liability that just go overlooked and and could otherwise be relatively easily dealt with if identified early. So I'm curious, what are some of the things, maybe some of the biggest, you know, things that people overlook or some of the, the, the areas where, maybe more attention should be paid? What are, what's the low-hanging fruit? Well, what, what we always tell our clients is think of your facility as a box, okay? You got a top, you got a bottom, and you got sides. And in that box, you have materials that you store uh, or use. And you don't want these materials, if they're ever spilled, leaking out of your box. So if you have uh, jars of material in your in a box and they, they start to leak, where can that leak exit the box and impact the outside environment? So 
that's the first one of the first rules we tell our clients is to just imagine your facility as as being a box and what do you have inside that facility and that addresses stuff that's inside and then you know once you get your approach to thinking and looking for gorillas and hunting them down you'll start to see how you can apply that to outside your facility too so with that in mind we we've actually developed some vital rules for hunting for gorillas to help our clients look for these gorillas as you're walking through your facility. And the number one area we always tell them to do is, is that it's, it's, it's critical that they look for these gorillas in any chemical or liquid handling storage or usage areas. If you're going to have a release at your facility, that's where more than likely it's going to be. And in any of these handling storage or usage areas. So look in those areas for, for your gorilla. And while, while you're looking and hunting for gorillas, trust your instincts, your gut feelings. If something looks bad, it probably is bad. You know, just uh, keep that in mind. Often we go through a facility and uh, one, one comes to mind happened a couple months ago we're walking through a facility and we passed through this maintenance shop and we noticed in the upper corner of the room was this material dripping off of the ceiling and running down the side wall of the, of, of the room. And when we saw that, you know, that jumped out at us as a gorilla and we turned to the, um, the plant manager that was walking us around and we asked him, Hey, what's going on up in that corner? And, uh, you know, plan manager looked at it and said, you know, no idea. It's been like that for about six months. Well, you know, what are you waiting for? <laughs> you know, that's not, that shouldn't be occurring. That shouldn't be there. Something's going on. It sh- should not be going on. Investigate it. Take a look at it. See what's going on. So if you see something that shouldn't be there, something, you know, is going on that shouldn't be going on. The other uh, rule of thumb we, we always apply is this, Make sure you account for Murphy's law. If something could go wrong, it will go wrong. Trust me or not. <laughs> That's why many consulting companies are in business because you know clients um, believe they're you know they're doing things right and and nothing can go wrong. But in the end, that uh, they didn't foresee everything and and in the end, they needed to hire somebody to help them out. So if something could go wrong, just assume it will go wrong. Another big aspect with gorillas, again, this goes back to our focus on things and our familiarity blindness, is try to get another set of eyes to help you hunt for gorillas while you walk through your facility. Now, it doesn't need to be a consulting company. It could be somebody from another department at your facility. Somebody, if you have sister facility, somebody from that sister facility to come out and walk through your plant and, and with the intent of looking for these invisible environmental gorillas, because they see the detail that you're overlooking because you're so familiar with your facility. And then the other aspect of, 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 of these uh, vital rules is once you've identified your gorilla, address it and then manage it through routine preventive maintenance. Don't ignore the gorilla once you've identified it. Correct it and then manage it. Don't let that gorilla come back and bite you in the butt again, if you will. And that occurs so much at facilities where, you know, a facility will pay us to come in, do an uh, environmental gorilla assessment, 
We'll identify these gorillas for them. We'll help them to develop a, uh, a management plan to take care of those gorillas that they can handle internally. They don't need us to manage these things. And then six months later, we're called back and many of these gorillas go unaddressed. And, and you know, once you, you've made the effort to, to identify them, that's the hardest part is identifying them. What's easy now is managing them so they don't come back and, and harm you in the future. And, and above all else, don't assume anything and you need to confirm everything. You know, don't assume that that, for example, metal plate that's in your parking lot uh, covers a utility access uh, area. Pop it open and see what's underneath that plate and, and make sure it is, it is a, a utility access point. We, we had a, a uh, facility out in Massachusetts where a client made that mistake thinking that that metal plate just was the uh, juncture for, for their, their uh, electrical lines at their facility. And when it was popped open, it was actually an old industrial wastewater treatment pit that was last used about 20 years ago. And nobody decommissioned, nobody knew what it was, and it resulted in some on-site contamination for a client. So don't assume anything. Yeah, you need to confirm it. Yeah, I think those are... Uh... Those are eye-opening, you know, and uh, and I hopefully p- folks listening to this kind of are, are having a, one of those memory jog moments of thinking about some things on their own site. Uh, Mark, I know we're going to go into more detail on this concept in, in upcoming episodes. Um, you've talked a lot about it, given presentations on it. I, I know there's a lot more to, to dive into, and I want to uh, I want to direct everybody to your book. So Mark's written a really great book. It's a short book, you know, so it's what I love about it is it's short, not going to take you a lot of time to read, but it's going to give you a lot of really, really useful information. And uh, again, kind of point you in the direction of of where to look for things. And so I I really highly recommend you go get the book. It's called Overlooked, Hunting the Invisible Environmental Gorilla. And uh, Mark's got this available for free. He will send you a copy in the mail if you go to his website, envisionenvironmental.com forward slash book and look for it there. And um, Mark, b- before we wrap this episode up, I know we're going to get into more, but are there any other kind of final um, thoughts that you want to share in, in this introduction? Yeah, Steve, um, in, in our next podcast episode, we'll, we'll talk more in detail about specific environmental gorillas that we've come across at facilities uh, what issues they could cause and, and how easily they were resolved. And um, in closing with, with uh, the whole approach toward gorillas and, and hunting for them and, and uh, you know, getting ready to being prepared to manage them and, and eliminate them, I wanted to go through just a couple of items that um, we can include even under the umbrella of, of uh, you know, some of the vital rules for hunting for gorillas and, and how to start to get the mindset, you know, prepared to, to look for them. You know, this, for any of our hunters out there, you know, uh, you're, you get yourself prepared to, to go your, you know, deer hunting season and, and uh, uh, prepare yourself for, for that. So when you have certain rules that you follow and certain things you look for to help you find the, the deer, for example, I'm not a hunter of deer, but, uh, you know, many of our clients are. So uh, uh, when, when we sit down and talk to them about hunting for invisible gorillas, you can see them put together. Yeah, you know, I understand that. And, and we can prepare for that hunt in a similar fashion. 
So when you're starting to look for gorillas and, and I encourage uh, our listeners to start doing that prior to our next podcast, where we talk about specifics, but the one thing you want to do is remember, we talked about your facility being a box, right? And you have these materials stored in there. And if they're ever released, you don't want them leaving that box, your facility and impacting the environment. So how, if something is spilled in your facility, how can it exit your, your facility? So what you want to look for are these potential pathways to the environment. That's where the gorillas are going to escape and cause damage. So you want to look, start thinking about where are potential pathways to the environment. You want to look for evidence of releases, right? You know, is there staining or or pools of material somewhere at your facility? I mean, something's been released and you want to get that under control. Look for structural integrity issues, especially in anything that is designed for temporary containment of materials. For example, a uh, spill containment sump or trench around your liquid or chemical storage area. You know, these are typically in your floor. You want to make sure that those are, are the integrity of those structures are sound. Uh, many, many site cleanups that, that we conduct for clients where there's contamination under the floor of their facility, that pathway to the environment that, that where that impact, why that impact occurred was all the, 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 the uh, root cause of that was structural integrity issues in spill containment trenches or sumps. There was a big crack in that sump or the floor and wall uh, joint for that trench system was not sound and it, material was released, entered that opening and impacted the underlying soil and groundwater below the building. So look for those areas. To help you look for these types of environmental gorillas, Keep your facility clean and, and debris-free. It makes inspection and hunting for these guys so much easier uh, because you don't have to deal with debris and uh, built-up material from impairing your ability to see detail in and in, in looking for these uh, structural integrity issues. We've often talked about the importance of documentation in our previous po podcasts and how important that is. That's of equal importance in, in hunting for environmental gorillas. Document what you've, you're doing, what you found, how you managed it, and how you're keeping it from reoccurring. You can always refer back to this information, and it's such a valuable approach to, to making sure these, these environmental gorillas don't reoccur once you've identified them. Because remember, the hardest part is identifying, is finding them. But once you find out where they're lurking, it's going to be pretty straightforward to keep them under control. And the last item I'll leave you with is above all else, just use your common sense when you're addressing these. There's nothing, you know, you don't need any types of magic potions or anything like that. It's, it's just simple common sense uh, to follow and, and just the utilization of common sense uh, in terms of of managing and keeping these gorillas at bay will go a long way in, in significantly reducing your potential exposures and liabilities associated with them. So in our, our next episode, Steve, we'll, we'll go through specific issues that we find and we'll apply all of these rules of engagement, if you will, to the gorilla situation and show you how a certain facility identified that gorilla and how it, it uh, managed it 
eliminated it and it, it incorporated the management of that gorilla into routine preventive maintenance program so that it never reappears and causes any issues in the future. So these rules will make a little bit more sense during our next episode. Uh, that's great, Mark. And, and uh, again, we'll, we'll be coming back with um, at least one more episode on the topic and diving into some specifics of places that, you know, things that, that kind of come up on a regular basis. And I know, Mark, you've got a, a whole list of things that, that you guys see, you know, as, as potential problem areas. And so it'll be good to get into those. Um, again, I want to really recommend that everybody go get a copy of your book, Overlooked hunting the invisible environmental gorilla um, that is available at envisionenvironmental.com slash book. And uh, we will link that up in the show notes for everyone. Um, Mark, as always, this has been a lot of fun. I'm glad we had the chance to get together and uh, look forward to the next episode. Sounds good, Steve. Looking forward to it also. Thank you. The business of environment podcast is sponsored by envision environmental. Do you have environmental gorillas hiding in plain sight at your facility? Chances are you do, and you don't even know it. Discover how to assess your environmental, health, and safety risks, and protect yourself from fines and liabilities before there's trouble. Download a free copy of our book, Overlooked, Hunting the Invisible Environmental Gorilla, at envisionenvironmental.com slash free book.